Hello, and welcome to episode 148 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Lauren M., Aaron B., Vanessa C., Eric N., Ashley R., and Julia A. to The Modern Manager community. If you're listening and not sure what all these folks just got themselves into, please head on over to themodernmanager.com to learn more about the perks of membership. You get access to all kinds of great stuff, including episode guides, guest bonuses, a members-only Slack group, and even live Q&A sessions with me each month. Now, today's guest is Matt Granados. Matt has spent his life as an entrepreneur, so when he was told by a Fortune 100 company that the system he used to manage his life, personal and professional, was the answer to their biggest personal problem that every company will eventually face, Matt decided it was time to start Life Pulse Inc. to share how he connects intention with structure to ensure an individual's desired results. Matt has worked with organizations such as Twitter, Google, and the United States Air Force to individuals looking to just get more out of each day. Matt and I talk about internal versus external motivation, how to motivate yourself and others, the root of what actually motivates us, how to design your life around your motivations and desires, of course, how to talk to your team members about all this so that you can help them be more intentional and tap into their internal motivators. And as always, we get into so much more. Now here's the conversation. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Thank you so much for joining me today, Matt. I am excited to talk with you about motivation, which is a topic that I think a lot about both as a manager, but also as a parent, because I've read a lot about motivation. And one of the things that always really struck me was this idea that you really want people to be self-motivated, that the internal motivation is the most important thing. But actually doing that is really hard. And so what I find myself doing a lot as a manager and as a parent is trying to figure out what are the external motivators that I can pull because that's the only place that I have real control over. But then I read your book and I was like, oh, maybe this concept isn't so true. Maybe this way I'm thinking about motivation isn't so true after all. Yeah, no, I I, I appreciate you having me. And I love talking about this concept and exactly what you said is because it's, Anyone listening, it's it's not your fault that you've had trouble motivating people in the past. We've seen examples of motivation throughout our life that has been extremely detrimental to how we then in turn motivate others. So it's exactly like you're saying with kids, with spouses, with friends, with coworkers, with employees, with managers, with pets. What we're about to go into works with everybody. So I can't wait to share it with you. And I appreciate again what you're doing on this podcast. Okay, wait a second though. Did you just say that this works with your pets, like your dog or your cat? Yeah. So our company, Life Pulse, everything we teach, right? I have a very specific filter it goes through. Does it work with my clients, right? Which is, that's pretty easy. I know what's going to work with my clients because I know how people work. We've been doing this for long enough. Then does it work between my wife and I? That's very difficult. Does it work between us? Finally, does it work with my kids and my pets? And here's why right? Not all of them work with the pets, but if they work with the pets, I promise you it will work with your team because pets are as natural as they come. They don't have the thoughts, the jadedness, the freak, the freak outs, the frustrations, all the craziness variables that humans have. My dog, Bruce, his name is Bruce Wayne. He's Bruce. 
no matter what we do, we can train him to sit, we can train him, train him to lay down, but he's always going to be Bruce. He's one of the most constant variables I have to test some of the stuff that we do when it comes to motivating others. All right. That is amazing. And as a dog owner myself, I'm excited to now try out some of whatever <laughs> it is we're going to learn today on my pets. All right. Absolutely. So why don't you start with the framework? I, you know, what do we need to know to kind of set the stage for how to think about motivation? Yeah. So the biggest thing to recognize when I first come in the company, I don't care if it's when I'm working with Twitter or Google, or I'm working with individual, you know, one-off entrepreneurs or managers within companies is that motivation is not a character trait. It is a state of mind. It's a big deal. And if it's a state of mind, then we can change it. The myth that you can't motivate people, right? You can only motivate people if they want to be motivated. It's absolutely not true. There's two ways that we have found you can motivate people. One is out of fear, and the other is out of love. One, fear, is the way we most experience it. That's done by force, right? You're forcing people to do stuff by either putting something on them that's pressuring them or taking something away from them that they want. That's fear-based motivation. That's how most people manage. That's how most people parent. That's how most people train their dogs. Then there's the other side. There's a love base that's based on understanding. All right. Now, here's why this is so important. If I understand what it is that you want, if I understand what it is that my kids want, if I understand what it is that my employees want, if I understand what it is that my pets want, I can then use that to help guide them to connect with their action with the end result that they desire. So, this whole concept that we're going to go into is called. PVTT, personal value tied to task. Every single person I work with, I individualize the program so that I can show them how there is personal value tied to the task that they are doing, whether they're the janitor taking out the trash or the CEO of a company. Everyone needs to understand that connection in order to be motivated. So I, I completely understand this fear versus kind of love approach. And I'm now trying to figure out what is this personal value tied to task approach? Because it seems like if I, like, why am I having so much trouble motivating myself sometimes if I know myself and I know what I like or what I want? So I'm, tell me more here. Help me pull this apart. Yeah. So PVTT, when it comes to yourself, one of the most common mistakes people say is just what you said. I know myself. I know what I want. Okay. So let's talk about it. What do you want? When I do when I do one of our workshops it's called the Foundation Program, we have we have a segment that we do with our clients called the Unbreakable Workshop, where we teach people how to become unbreakable no matter what external circumstances come your way. And we do it with groups, big teams. When I come in, I sit there and say, "What is it you want?" I'm going to give you 90 seconds to write out every single thing you want in the next 365 days. Very few people are able to do it. Now they'll start writing certain things out. They usually start with some type of financial gain. They then start with something health-related. I want to get healthier. And then they'll probably throw in, if they can get to this in this short 90 seconds, a vacation, right? Like I'm a, something they're going to do with their family or, or to help themselves. What we then talk about is how balanced are your wants, right? Are your wants really as balanced as you want? Most people, including ourselves, don't actually know what we want because we don't take the time to sit there and think about what we want. Instead, we tend to want what everyone else has told us our whole life that we want. 
And that is not the case. We all do want success. We all do want freedom. We all do want some form of financial stability. But those are literally the materialistic side of what it is we actually want the life we want to live. So when we work with clients, we dive deeper. What is your true purpose? If you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Man, I would just go play the guitar all day. Why aren't we playing the guitar right now? Well, I don't have time. But when are you going to play guitar? When I retire. Why not start playing the guitar now while you're living the life you're supposed to be living? And that's what we do. We break it down and show them exactly how to structure that. And we connect intention with structure. Does that make sense? Kind of why it's confusing. I mean, look, I teach this stuff and I have to go back once a year and refocus. What are my wants? Are my wants as balanced as I want them to be? If I want to be the father and the husband that I want to be in 20, 30 years for my kids and my wife, what actions am I taking right now to do that? Is it that I blow off going to you know, kids' events so I can make phone calls with clients to make us some extra money so that when I get to that point, I can then spend time with them? Or is it that I properly manage my schedule now so that I can go to those events right now? So instead of having a relationship with my kids in 20 years, I can have a relationship with my kids for 20 years and then the rest of their life or my life, hopefully, as it gets older. Wow. I feel like this this framing of what is it that you want in the long term and therefore what are you doing today not to make the long term happen, but to make that long term happen now, right? Like it's this shift of I need to work hard so that I can get this thing. That's my goal into like, I'm going to live my goal right now. Yep. I'm going to work properly so I can experience it right this second. What I call this theory, it's in the book, is this concept of people doing the, the wrong things for the right reasons. I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it so I can retire. I'm doing it so I can travel when I get older. It's like, wait, wait, wait. It's 2021, right? We have all the technology in the world. We have all the freedom in the world, even with this crazy pandemic. We saw what we can do if we don't go into an office. We can do what we want to do right this second, maybe not at the scale that you want to do it. At. But if you're sitting there spending 30 minutes a day, which the average person does, figuring out what show they're going to watch on TV, you have time to start living the life you want to live right this second. So what we do is we take this concept of intention and we combine it with this thing we call structure. And we individualize the program for every single person that comes through, whether it's one-on-one coaching with an individual like yourself, or if it's a company that brings us in to coach a thousand of their employees. Our team comes in and says, what is it you want? Perfect. Here's some structure behind it. There you go. And now we're going to show you how by doing your job, doing what you should be doing is actually going to allow you to live the life you want to live then starting today. And that's why our program works. That's why it's so sustainable. And that's why people come through and go, we need you to talk to more of our people. Wow, that's really powerful. So I want to circle this back a little bit to what managers can do, assuming that they don't get the benefit of having you and your team come in and work with their yeah. with the entire organization. So, you know, it sounds like there's an element of clarity around goals and what you really want. And then huh. the this element of motivation to be able to make the choices to do the do the work you need to do. And then something around planning and structure so that you can actually accomplish and kind of get done what you are intending to do and what you're motivated to do. That's awesome. So here's the, here's the motivational formula 
which is in the book you'll read. It's the sum of how well you know you and them, the sum of that grouping times whatever system you're using equals the result you're going to get. So it's exactly what you just said. Y plus T times S equals R. You plus them times system equals results. So here's kind of what, as a manager, I would do immediately. You need to know who you are. Take the time, go through whatever self-growth books you need, find out what your issues are, your wounds, your, your whatever's holding you back. The way we do it with our clients, we do a SWOT analysis of ourselves. What is our strengths? Internally, what do we have that other people don't have? Weaknesses, what are our internal weaknesses? Opportunities, what are our, our external opportunities in our life? Advantages that we have outside of ourselves. And then threats, what are our, our external setbacks or things that might hold us back? Right? It's a marketing term that's been used for years. We use it for ourselves. Now you'll have an idea of who you are. When it comes to motivating individuals, there is no room for hypocrisy whatsoever. The line we teach is that it's more about being than telling. If you think about people who have motivated you, it's because they were who they were supposed to be. It's not because they were telling you to go run, go do this, go clean up, go take care of this customer. They were an example of who they should be. So when they were actually telling you who you should be, you go, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to listen to that person. So that's the you part. Going into the them part, they, whoever they are, and sometimes, like you said, they is me, right? Like, like we, talk, we call it the two parties of motivation, not the two people. Sometimes I have to motivate me. The they part, for right now, I want to talk about motivating others because that's what a lot of managers want to know. How do I motivate those people, if I could just get them to do their job, my life would be easier. And that's exactly true. So the way we do that is by asking the right questions. There are three questions that if you ask your team on a weekly basis, once a week, three questions, four weeks in a row, you will understand more about how to motivate your people than you ever have before, unless you've known them for their entire life. Can I share them? Is that all right? Yeah, I'm on the edge of my seat wanting to know what these questions are. They're not, again, I always like to tell people, please don't be surprised by how simple the stuff I teach is. My goal is not to confuse it. My goal is to simplify it so anybody can do it. So you can do this with your team. You can do this with your family. You can do this with your kids. This one, unless you have a parrot that can talk back to you, doesn't work as well with the pets. Please understand that caveat. I know I said it works with pets. <laughs> not everything. You need a response for this one. But if you can talk to your dog, then this one works. So number one, what are you focused on this week? What are you focused on this week? That's all I want to hear. We call it a one-word focus. Number two, what are you grateful for this week? Gratitude leads to growth. Gratitude is what people value. I want to hear what you're grateful for. Four weeks in a row, and I will hear trends that will go, oh, wait a minute. I need to do this with this person, or I need to avoid this with this person. And I'll get back to that in a second. And then finally is, what are you working towards this week? These are also known as goals, but goals scare people. What are your goals this week? I don't know. What are you working towards this week? I've got a project I'm trying to close. Interesting. I'm glad you're focused on that. So now that I explained those three questions, it's all about listening as the manager. One word focus. That tells a lot of where that person is. If that word's one word focus is marriage, and they've been married for six years, and their anniversary was seven months ago. There might be something going on at home that is impacting their job. If they say their kid's name, they say, they're, they say Sparky. Sparky? What's up with Sparky? Yeah, Sparky's got to get his left leg amputated. Interesting. This guy loves Sparky. 
there's going to be an issue at work. Does that make sense? So you're, you're hearing what they're saying. You're going, okay, interesting. You need to do it a couple of times. So you see the trends, the gratitude is what will get everybody almost every single time. What is it that you're grateful for? Right. So, so let me, let me ask you, what is it that you're grateful for? Maybe this will be easier for the listeners to understand if we go through this example. Sure. What is it this week you're grateful for? So this week, I would say I am grateful for flexibility. Interesting. Okay. And just because I skipped it the first time, what was, what's the one, if you were to have, fo- what's the one thing you would want to focus on this week? My mom. Your mom? Cool. All right. Now let's talk about kind of what you're working towards this week, both personally and professionally. What are some of the things you're working towards this week? That's an interesting question. (laughs) And I say that because this is probably the thing that I struggle with the most is really like staying super focused. So for the sake of this conversation, I will say I am focused on a new program that I'm launching. Perfect. So I've never met you before, right? All I know is that I've shared your episodes with clients of mine in the past because I like what you do. I don't know much of your story. What I can take from that, and I think some of the listeners can, is you're happy that you have flexibility in your life from probably doing what you're doing with your own business. Also, there's something going on with your mom, one thing or another, right? Good, bad, and it doesn't really matter whether it's good or bad, but that's where your focus is. But because of that, as a manager, I need to understand that external things will come into work. Like the concept of like, leave your personal life at home, that doesn't exist anymore. Social media has destroyed that. There is no at home version of you. There is just you. And then what are you working towards, right? You're working towards this product that you're launching. And again, working on staying somewhat focused and organized. So now if you and I are working on a task and let's say you work with me, And our project is this big proposal that needs to be closed. And not once did you talk about that. I know that you and I need to sit down and have a conversation. Not a bad one. Hey, is your mom okay? Cool. Hey, are we still on track for this project to get? Oh, yeah. You know what? I totally forgot. Thanks for reminding me. It's hard for me to stay focused sometimes. Or, hey, actually, no, things are really rough. We're trying to figure all this stuff out. My head's not really into it. It might make sense. to say, Okay, then we're going to have Becky take it over for this week and move this thing along. You understand what I'm saying? So it brings a level of humanity to this conversation and this thing we call management, that if you get rid of it, you'll lose people. You're not managing employees, you're managing people. And people have lives inside and outside of work. And when you don't know what's going on externally, you will see the byproduct of it internally in the workplace. So what we've done is created a simple system, those three questions, that will allow individuals to answer pretty personal information without recognizing that they're answering pretty personal information. Would you agree with that based on the conversation we just had? Yeah. I mean, I think what you're saying about being able to expand your aperture, right? To be able to see the person's life or focus in a broader sense is so insightful. And it, it feels personal without feeling too personal. Right. Like it's, right. they feel like conversations you can have without going into like, oh my gosh, let me tell you what's going on with my mom. And the, like it just, which is not going to happen, but it's really right. easy to just to do the one word answer. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, you're, all you're doing is listening as a manager. Cool. Okay. So let's say you say your mom for three of the weeks and then week four, you don't say your mom. Interesting. Something changed. Hmm. Right. Good news, bad news. Who knows? 
But as a manager, I'd like to know because I know that's going to affect you. And I want to make sure that I know what's happening to my star players, which is every single person that answers to me before they hit the field. Because what happens off the field will affect what's happening on the field. But I want to know it. And I don't want to be the last to know. So that's why that works. And then what we use is we talked about a system, right? That's the next part. So the three questions, the system. The system we use is called the LP. And the LP is a planning system. It's nine questions that I ask myself every single week to get my head straight and make sure that I'm doing everything I want that week in order to live the once I want later while still getting done everything that needs to get done at a much faster rate about it. Now, the way we do that is we use this concept that we developed called reverse planning. Now, we have a book coming out that's called The Intentional Week. That is a structured play-by-play on everything I teach my clients on how to build an intentional week and discover the value of intentionality in your life and how much better our lives are when we are intentional with every step that we take. So that's what we teach people. And we give them this pen and paper planner. And it was so funny. When we first started working with Twitter, I was so amazed that we're going into companies like Twitter, Google's headquarters, the United States Air Force, sharing this pen and paper planning system. And they're going, oh my goodness, this is great because it works. It forces you out of the digital world into your real world. And now you're being intentional. And when you put those things together, figure out who you are, take three questions to understand who they are, have a system that you and they can both use together and communicate on to get things done properly, you will get the results that you want. No question asked. Wow. This sounds so much more simple than (laughs) I have previously expected. Yep. So tell me a little bit more about this system. And I'm, I'm very excited for this new book, which should be out by the time this airs. So what you said, there's nine questions. Can you just give us a framing for how we can do this for ourselves or how we can also support our colleagues to kind of follow a similar system? Yeah. So the first three questions are, what are you focused on? What are you grateful for? And what are you working towards this week? I love that we get our bank for the buck because you've already asked those questions. Yep. And the reason why is because what that does is that gets our mindset on what do we want out of this next seven days, right? There's a reason why the week is so valuable. And I I talk about it in the book. The week is man-made, right? Every other segment of time that we still use, a day was important for survival, sun up, sun down. A month was important for survival. It's when the moons move in the sky so they would use it to be able to direct where they were going. A month is important because it's as the seasons change right? And the new moons come all the way through. And then obviously seasons are important because you're growing it. Then the year is important because we started all back over. But a week did not start to be a value until the marketplace exists. The marketplace did not exist until historically the Sabbath happened on Saturday and restarted the week. Does that make sense? So the week has been this artificial thing that we've all lived by, but no one's taken advantage of ever. Ironically, it's seven days. And Who knows why? There's no real proof as to why there's seven days in the week. But I can tell you there's a value in that week. That's why everything we do is weekly. A a day is too short. A month is too long. A week is perfect. The reason why a week's perfect is that finish line. If we need to get something done on Monday, we can move it to Tuesday if we need to, or to Wednesday, or to Thursday, or we can catch it up on Friday and still have it done by the time we said it would be done. So I'll give you the nine questions because this is something we like to teach everywhere. The first, what are you focused on? Second, what are you grateful for? Third, what are you working towards your goals? 
The next one is how did you do last week? Rate yourself one through 10. There's four vital signs that we focus on, right? And the four vital signs are internal. How are you growing your mind? Physical, how are you growing your body? Professional, how are you growing your career? And relationally, how are you growing your connections? That's what we figure out before we start the plan. I want to make sure our wants are as balanced as they want so that we are excited about the week we're about to have. After that, we do what's called a brain dump. What do you have to do? It's your to-do list. From there, we organize the brain dump into our event manager. And our event manager is known, if you've ever read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey brought out a time matrix that's been on almost every single thing that has to do with any type of time management program. However, he wasn't the one who really popularized it or even used it effectively. Dwight Eisenhower, the professor, did. So it's called the Eisenhower Box. And it's based on urgency, meaning what has to happen today versus what can happen later. And importance, which we related to as related to a goal. Is it related to a goal of yours or not? We prioritize everything based on that. And then we have a daily schedule. And that's it. Those are the nine sections of the entire week, how we plan out. But the reason we use this concept that's called reverse planning, and the LP is like, you you can buy it on our website. I think 30 bucks. I don't even know what they charge for right now. But it's 30 bucks. You can buy it on our website and it will walk you through all this. Reverse planning, this is the key. You can use our structure or use any structure you want. Number one, you list out what you want this week. Number two, you list out what needs to be done this week. And then number three, you only do what is important this week. If you live your life like that, you will not change your life in a week, but you will. if you change the weeks, you will change your life. That is why when we do our coaching, we use this concept we call the LP structure of success. Daily actions, weekly planning, monthly celebrations, quarterly reviews. Then you got your annual retreat. But that's a whole separate thing. So I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you. We kind of attack this thing in a holistic way, almost more like a a holistic way. We go after the whole person and say, I know you're having issues closing your sales numbers. It has nothing to do with why you were hired, which is because you were able to do this job. It's because you're distracted here, 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 and here. You're miserable in your life. You're upset with how you are physically. You're upset with the relationships you have in your life. And because of that, I'm not going to force you to change. I'm just going to help you self-discover it. And you're going to naturally want to change because we're going to take your intention of what you want to do and give you a structure that's simple and individualized for you to be able to do it. Wow. It takes us all the way back to where we started around internal motivation. And that's so awesome. And I think this is a perfect place then for us to stop because we're running out of time, even though there's so much more and so many more questions I have for you. But as you know, the show is called The Modern Manager. So can you tell us about a great manager that you worked for and what made this person so wonderful? Yeah. So I would say one of my favorite managers was, uh, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Right. So most of my experience of what a good manager is, is through mentors of mine. But just for a manager question, like you asked, it would be Jim, who managed me as an intern when I was interning in Las Vegas at the Wynn Casino. And actually, Jim and Susan, it was kind of these two managers that got together. And the reason why was they took interest in what I was interested in. And they would make it a point that they would tie things that they were trying to explain to me to what it is that they needed me to do. And because of that, I was able to see the personal value 
that I would, I would receive for every task that I would do. So that was where I recognized that concept. I have countless stories in the book, Motivate the Unmotivated, of all of the managers that I have. The other manager that I would say that I didn't have that was a client of ours who just has this unbelievable ability to care for people would be uh, at the Atlanta airport, Kofi Smith. And Kofi is somebody who he's in my book and I talk about a specific story that he shared with me on how he manages people. And it is amazing how he moves them up and he continually takes that food bowl that makes them hungry. And as they hit a goal, he lets them celebrate a little bit, but then he makes sure he knows they know that food bowl is a little bit further ahead. And he's constantly moving that carrot, that food bowl, whatever it is, that motivating factor, a little bit where they need to go within their reach, but it needs to be a stretch. And it's an amazing way to motivate people. Awesome. And where can people learn more about you, Matt, and find your book and all the great resources that you have? Gotcha. Well, you can always go to our, our website, lifepulseinc.com. We, you also, if, if you're interested, what we always tell people is um, we have a survey that we'll take and we will customize a plan for anybody if it makes sense for them. If you go to lifepulseinc.com backslash let us help. It's four questions. That, that's all we need you to answer. And we can customize which route you should go down using which products we have available. And then the final thing is um, following us on social media, which is at Life Pulse Inc. on all platforms. But honestly, with this group being that there's managers on this call, I'm going to give them a cell phone. If you're listening to this and you have questions about this, text me. Get onto my phone. We will have a conversation. It's 636-206-7882. If you call and I don't know your number, I guarantee you I won't answer. But if you text me, we can have a conversation at any point. I know I brought a lot of stuff up on this, but anything that anyone has, I'd, I'd love to help. This is something that is why I'm on this planet right now, why our company exists and what we love to do. So I appreciate all you managers out there. It is not an easy job that you have, but there is a simple solution, which is what we offer when we come through and work with people. Wow, that is incredibly generous of you, Matt. Thank you so, so, so much for spending the this time with me and sharing all your wisdom with my audience. Happy to. Appreciate it. Have a great day and a great week. If you were super excited about the outline and the program that Matt was just talking about, you will want to get this guest bonus. Matt has offered a discount on the Life Pulse Planner to members of the Modern Manager community. This executive planner gives you a system to transform your life in just 90 days. To get that discount, become a member at themodernmanager.com slash join. And if you work for a nonprofit or government agency, you get 20% off of any membership level. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter, which is at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rockstar boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes 
and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.